Hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just <laughs> sitting here and locked in my fucking hotel room still. <laughs> uh, have you been pushed to the edge of insanity? Uh, no, but I've got 23 minutes left on Endgame, and I will be completely through all the Marvel movies. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Day nine of quarantine. Yeah. Starting to wear on me a little bit. <laughs> Are you talking to a beach ball? Uh, no, but Akbar is with me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is, he, is he starting to talk back to you? He does talk back. Nice. Yes. Nice. Should I do it? Do I need to call anybody to check up on you? Mm, no, I should be all right. Okay. Just checking. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd ask how the weather is over there, but you wouldn't know. Well, I have a window. <laughs> yeah, it's but sealed the, shut. It's, it's not the same as being able to go outside. Well, apparently it's only been about 54 degrees today. And okay. it's been raining on and off, so it's cold and raw and nasty. So. And it's like 90 degrees in your room? Uh, you know, it's not bad. I think the thermostat's broken. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's warm. Yeah. I would like it, you know, 10 degrees cooler, but that's just my normal preference. Okay. So, uh, but I'm surviving. Well, good. Good. Are you passing the time in any constructive way? Well, I am almost through with the Marvel Cinema Universe. Ooh. So I am I am almost done. Actually, I'm pretty close to done with uh, Endgame. Okay. <clears throat> and um, yeah, then I guess I have Far From Home, Spider-Man, and then I will be complete. Yep, and then you can pay $30 to watch Black Widow in June. No, thanks. <laughs> so... No, I'm good. So... Up until this point, I know that you hadn't seen any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man films. What did you think of um, Homecoming? Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. That's well, not considered part of the Marvel yeah, it is. Cinematic Universe. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. Oh, but it's not on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. But I have those as well. So it, it, actually, it actually fits in... Um, it would technically be the next film after Civil War. Okay. So. So I have to go back and watch them all again. Yes. Yep. Start okay. to finish. So okay. So then, in your rewatch, what have I you? I don't have time. <laughs> what What have you felt has been the best Marvel movie? Um, I really like Endgame. There are so many great scenes in that, especially the last hour. The giant battle. The giant battle, and then um, the portals keep start opening up, and every freaking superhero in the Marvel universe comes through them. Yep, <laughs> that's amazing. the The scene where um, Captain Marvel gets the gauntlet. And all the other female superheroes kind of gather around her for protection. And it's, you know, it's everybody, you know, it's Gamora, it's, mm -hmm. it's Mantis. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, of course the funeral of Tony Stark. Yeah. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> you don't deserve it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. You've not seen it by now. Okay. But um, yeah, it's um, it's been nice to go back and watch them all in chronological order. Okay. 
and to see those films that I hadn't seen, like I hadn't seen Civil War, hadn't seen Captain Marvel, hadn't seen Winter Soldier, hadn't seen Black Panther. Okay. I really liked Black Panther. I was surprised. Did you? Yeah. I have seen it a I couple of times I just figured I wasn't now. the demographic and it would probably be. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've seen it a couple of times. And when, when I went to see it on opening night, we, my friend and I were probably two of the only white people in the theater and mm. the, the cheering and what like the, the carrying on after the movie was something that I hadn't experienced. And in the parking lot, we were talking about it and I said, I thought it was an okay movie. I didn't think it was what everybody else was making it out to be. Right. And my friend Scott basically said, you're not who the movie's made for. Right. You are, you are a middle aged white guy who grew up in the suburbs. This is mm-hmm. not for you. And I said, no, right. I, and I understand that. And he said, well, it means a whole lot more to, to this audience than it does to you. And, you know, and he agreed. He said, it's a good movie. I wouldn't put it up there with my favorite Marvel films, but it's still mm-hmm. a really good film. Yeah. I mean, the way that they take the whole African tribal culture thing and then they throw all the technology at it. Yep. I thought it was really cool. Yep. And I, the only thing about that movie that I wish they had done is not kill uh, Claw. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of a waste of Andy Circus. Yeah. Like in the comic books, Claw is is a rival of Tony Stark's and is much bigger than what they made him out to be in this. And it's just like, okay. Did Andy not want to sign on for a couple more movies or like, you know, I, yeah. it just, it, it felt like a waste to me. I can see that. Did what did you think of Doctor Strange? Um I didn't like it as much as I think I should have. Okay. Doctor Strange is a dick. <laughs> but so is Tony Stark. Right. It's like, you know, you're kind of a shitty human being. Right. You know, that whole scene where he, he he's arguing with his girlfriend and she's like, you still have something to live for. And he's like, what you <laughs> it's like, Oh uh, yeah. And when she should like stepped on his hand. And it's weird because like, um, when you watch it, he, his redemption doesn't happen until like the last five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he is that character. Like the entire time he's in, he's in, um, Oh God! What's the name of the place? Kilmartage. Yeah, when he's when he's there, like the entire time, he's that same dick of a character, and it's not mm-hmm. until he has to go into the time loop with uh, Dormammu where yep he kind of realizes he can be more than than the the doctor that he was. And it's it's very weird because it happens really really late in the film, and Marvel it kind of goes against the Marvel formula because that didn't really happen a lot. Like the first Iron Man movie is like that. Like mm-hmm. the the reveal of Obadiah Stane being the the bad guy to the end of the film is like twenty minutes. Yeah. And you're like, like you're sitting basically through the origin story until the last 20 minutes of the movie. And then you're like, bam, here's, here's the action in the big scene at the end. Um, and I feel like Dr. Strange was that same way. You get the, this entire origin story of, of him. And then it's like, now he's a hero and oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> sure. Whatever. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you've been able to see them all now. Yeah. I mean, and it's been kind of cool to see the whole story unfold, knowing that in, in actual release schedule, they kind of bounce back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
Black Widows are already dead. Right. And Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gamora's dead. Mm-hmm. But these, those two movies will obviously take place in between some of these others. Yeah, and and they they definitely made it not so much Black Widow. I'm really interested to see how they explain when this happens within the timeline. Um, yeah, but like like they were able to do like the Gamora was on the ship that comes from 2014 into the future, and mm-hmm. she walks away, so she's still alive somewhere, so that we right. don't have to get rid of of Zoe um, Saldana. Saldana. So like. You have all that stuff going on, but they just announced too that um, they were getting Scarlett Johansson back into the universe. Hmm. So I'm wondering whether or not the whole um, multiverse thing with Doctor Strange will just pluck her from another reality. Well, obviously that's the precedent they've set. Uh, yeah, and and opening the multiverse thing is always dangerous for that. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. And did you see the casting for the Disney Plus Secret Invasion TV show? I know. I I saw something um, when they first announced it, but today recently. No, it's it's Samuel Jackson, Amelia Clark, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Um. But I guess that the big news today was that they've they've got. Thomas Bazooka and Ali Salim to direct. Okay. Whoever they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, that's if the, if they're setting up um, the the Secret War storyline as like the big thing after whatever's coming next. Right. Um, that Disney Plus was such a was such a gift to Marvel that they can tell these stories now and build the universe without having to spend time in the, in the movies to do it. You can literally streamline it to like just big event movies and do all the, all of the, um, groundwork for it on TV. And you can, you can just like make these big spectacle things now, which I think is what everybody wants. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. that you've seen all those now. I have. <laughs> so now I have to watch the other 150 movies I brought with me. <laughs> I'm sure I will find the opportunity. Oh, probably. If I ever get out of this room, <laughs> and I've, I have found something very disturbing about British TV. Okay. Like there's very little available to watch. There are like channels that go off the air at midnight. Oh, you mean like old school USA? Yes. Mm, yes. Nice. Um, I have been watching eight out of 10 cats. Okay. My biggest takeaway is the British people with the big fake teeth. <laughs> uh, oh God. What's his name? Yeah. The, the blonde guy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, Holy shit. <laughs> um, but it's really funny and it's really clever. I like the whole, you know, they randomly pull cards with letters and consonant uh, vowels and consonants and they have to, you know, play boggle. And yep. um, then they're like math program problems. Yep. It's like, oh, that's really cool. And then all the other weird shit. Oh, yeah. So so for anybody who hasn't seen it, like it's hosted by Jimmy Carr. And um, during some of like the instead of watching people do math, they do these little skits in between mm-hmm. while the while the, the things counting down. And you're right. like, what? Like, what does that have to do with anything? And it's like, well, nothing. It's just a way to keep you distracted so that you're not watching people do math. Right. So, yeah. And, and they're, uh, what's her name? Rachel Riley. Who's the blonde chick that like is like a math whiz. 
Yes. Like she's some kind of like math prodigy and she has decided that her career is going to be standing up there in short dresses and doing the math. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's really weird, but it's really well done. I, I went through a time when like I watched a ton of them on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to find Rob Beckett is the blonde guy. Yes. And I guess he's a comedian over there. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the shit they do, like there's one episode where this one guy, they, they ask them if they've brought, um, a mascot with them. Yes. Like yep. a good luck charm. Yep. <laughs> and this one guy, this guy with a beard, he goes, well, I brought my own chair <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that sounds exciting. And then he pushes a button and the chair like telescopes up. So he's over everybody else. Yep. <laughs> and there's this woman who does like, like a flip book kind of thing. Okay. Like she was think she was uh, translating um, like an Edith Piaf song into English okay. with her drawings and stuff. And it, it was just very funny. Oh, I think I've seen clips of that. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. It's I, I, I can see why you like it. I, uh, there's a lot of people who don't like British humor that mm-hmm. some people find it's a little dry or a little crass. And I, maybe being part like English, like having, having family from England, I, uh-huh. I am most, I like, I'm more attuned to it than a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jimmy Carr, some of the shit that they can get away with on TV over there. Is oh my God. Yeah. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's a clip on YouTube that, um, um, what's her name? The one who does, the she looks up the words um and they're always making fun of her she's the dark-haired chick who sits on the side um and when they're doing the consonants and the the vowels she will make sure that there are like actual words mm, and there okay. was there was one time Jimmy introduced her and said so what have you been up to except besides going going to the glory hole uh, yes i saw that episode yeah and it yeah. wipes everybody out and it's like this is on on their national television and mm-hmm. people curse and you know they're subject there's some um suggestive language and you're like wow this would never fly over here no but i think that's all. why i like it is because they can be themselves and they can just you know say whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's very funny on uh, YouTube TV over here, there's there's a bunch of different episodes on it. Okay. But very little else to watch. <laughs> I saw I a watched... picture of a clown that you were watching. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like John Wayne Gacy got a kid's TV show. <laughs> Did you learn anything from him? Uh, no, because I didn't watch that long. <laughs> But he was like teaching sign language to kids. Oh, <laughs> it's like oh, okay. Well, you know, whatever. That's, that's more than than they do on kids TV here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. I watched a couple of movies this week. I watched. Um, did you see the movie that's on Hulu called Palm Springs? No. It's got Andy Samberg and. Oh God, I can't remember her name now. But that's enough reason for me not to watch it. Well, okay. Anybody who's listened to the show long enough knows that I can't stand Andy Samberg. But enough people said to me, "You really should watch this movie. I think you would like it." Even if you can get like, even if you have to put up with him, um, like just just watch it. And so it's it's Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti. It's and J.K. Simmons and Peter Gallagher are like the main cast. Okay. Um, Is it new? It's it's from twenty twenty. Yeah. It I think okay. it released during the pandemic last year. Okay. And it's. I mean, it's it's in the trailer, so it's not a big thing. But they're stuck in a time loop. Okay. 
and it's an interesting take on the Groundhog's Day genre. Um, and if I don't want to spoil it, if you want to see it, but it's it's done really. No, well. I really don't. Okay, <laughs> okay. So what what's it about? Is it like a rom com? Kind of. So um, you're introduced to Andy Samberg's character named Niles and they're at a wedding and you can tell that something's up because he's like mouthing the words that everybody's saying and he's like not dressed like you'd go to a wedding. And then um, he starts hitting on one of the bridesmaids. And they're out in the middle of the desert. And then all of a sudden JK Simmons pops up and starts shooting Andy Samberg with arrows with no okay. context whatsoever. So you're like, what the hell? And there's this cave with this glowing light in it. And they both walk into it. And the, the bridesmaid that he was making out with follows them into the cave and gets sucked okay. into the time loop. And she wakes up the next day and can't understand what's going on. And you find out that Andy Samberg has been in the time loop for years and he's been reliving the same day over and over and over. And she's flipping out because she wants to get out of the time loop. And he's saying, I've killed myself a bunch of times. I've done everything that I can think of. I've tried to make myself a better person. Nothing works. It's all the same day, and I'm sorry that you're stuck here, but now now you're going to be part of this. And it turns out that Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons at one point um, had walked into the desert and found this cave. And so J.K. Simmons was really pissed off, so now every once in a while he shows up to kill Andy Samberg. And okay. it's it's just an interesting story in a way to tell a time travel idea. And the way that they get out of it is when they walk into the cave, there's like three seconds of like this light pulse thing before the day resets. And so they figure out that on the third one, if you bl- if you blow it, if you blow it up with some dynamite they're either going to die because it's going to stop the, the thing or they're going to get out of the loop and they wind up getting out of the loop. And it's, it's a fascinating thing because at the end they're like, okay, but are we together now because we love each other? Or are we together now because we were stuck together? And it's not so much a, you know, happy ending type situation. Okay. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I mean, I think Andy Samberg is right up there with Pete Davidson. Uh, I mean, I, I can't stand Andy Samberg. He's, he's been one of those guys. Like I remember watching a interview with him uh, when um, he went on Saturday night live and they were asking him about it. And, and he basically said that nobody else could do what he does. And like, um, it was because of the lonely boys and they're really talented. Nobody's as talented as them. And it was like, okay, don't get so full of yourself. Like your short films are not the be all end all of like comedy. So ever since then, I've kind of been a kind of been down on him. And then one of the guys that I used to work with said, that uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine was really funny, and I said, "Well, okay, I'll give it a an episode. Like, give me an episode to watch that you think is the funniest, and I'll watch it." And I did, and I didn't laugh once. And I was like, "Okay, this dude is not for me." Yeah. So, you know. Well, good. And then the other thing I watched was because it was on HBO Max. Um, was the movie called Greenland, which is um, Gerard Butler and uh, Morena Baccarin. Okay. The, the, there's a rogue comet that um, ends up destroying Central Florida. <laughs> okay. And then they realize that there's an even bigger piece that's going to destroy Europe and basically cause a extinction level uh, event. 
And so they're trying to get to Greenland because the government has built all these bunkers. But I liked it more than I thought I would. I thought it was going to be one of those like 2012 movies where you're it's just a big disaster film and it's just like destruction porn. And you're like, okay, there's no real story. But one of the things that surprised me about this is there is a section of the film that Gerard Butler isn't in. It's Marina Backer and, and her her side of the story because they get kind of separated at one point. Okay. And I th- like I think it really helped the movie because it's not just Gerard Butler saving the day and being like action hero man. She actually gets to take a turn at being the the action hero. And hmm. I thought it I thought it was done pretty well. I mean it's it is a destruction porn movie. But there's a little bit more to it than that, and I kind of appreciated okay. that. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I also started to watch The Bad Batch. Yeah? How far did you get? Uh, I'm two episodes in. I was I did not expect the first episode to be 75 minutes long. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I, was, I was literally like... It, the first two episodes were out and it was like nine thirty when I started it. And I was like, well, I'll just watch them both before I go to bed. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, how long is this fucking episode? I'm like, why is this still going on? Like it's been almost, it's been like over an hour and then it ended and I was like, holy shit. Okay. So I didn't watch the second one. And I know that the third, I, I just watched the second one and I know that they just released the third one. So yeah, I haven't watched the third one yet. I really like it. I, I, I don't know if they need the little girl. No, but I'm sure they've got something planned for her. I hope so. I, I, I'm afraid that because it's Dave Filoni, and the whole Mandalorian and child thing worked, mm-hmm. that maybe he's stuck on that. Mm. No, I mean, obviously she's a clone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, did they do something with the DNA to make her female or is she cloned from somebody else? Right. There were, I don't know. There were things online saying, well, maybe she's actually Ray's mother. And I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) I don't know if that math works out. I mean, well, that that's order 66, right? So there's 19 years bef- between that and s- episode f- four. And then there's five years. So that's 24 years. I don't, maybe no. Well, I don't know. Cause, um, force awakens is 20 years after 30 years after. I don't remember the timeline anymore. And Ray is supposed to be well, maybe because Ray's like nineteen, right? Or twenty? Something like that. Maybe I don't know. I I'd like to see them steer away from the sequel stuff, but you know, not yeah. Like well. <laughs> I don't know. I I like it. I like the character so far. Um, it's always it's always interesting to see a spinoff go in a direction that I wasn't really expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really expecting them. I knew it started with Order sixty six, um, but I didn't know that it would be like they decide that they can't be around the Empire anymore, so they're gonna like leave. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff was was kind of in a different direction for me, so I like that. It, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, they they show up towards the end of um, Rebels. Yeah, there's an entire episode called the Bad yeah. Batch that, mm-hmm. that's like about them, so, which I guess is like the backdoor spinoff pilot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to be back in that universe and. Um, I guess the guy who did um, Anakin in the Clone Wars has said they've asked him to come back and revo- and voice more stuff. 
Yeah, that's Matt Lanter. Yeah, so I'm wondering whether or not he's, if we're going to see Anakin as Darth Vader at some point here. Or... Oh, I, well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and I'm happy that they're not, that, that Lucasfilm isn't doing like, well, we're bringing Hayden back for the Obi-Wan series, so... Like you can't have two Anakin voices being different at the same time. I'm glad that they're well, just like. Well, but one's hey, live one action universe. and one's animated, so. Yeah, and and I like the fact that the opening, um, Star Wars thing in the beginning of this is completely different than the one that they play in front of, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There's like two distinct intros, um, that Disney Plus has for the Star Wars franchises, and one is animated, one is live action. Right. Um, so I like the fact that they're doing that. And, you know, we talked about, um, I, I recommended you, to you that, that series on Netflix called Jupiter's Legacy. Yes. Matt, Matt Lancer is in that. Okay. And um, I kept, he kept talking and I'm like, why does that voice sound familiar? And then after I found out, then I was like, I could see it was Anakin. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have looked that up. <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. I wasn't really in the mood for another animated spin-off series between uh, three and four, but it's really well done. Well, and you know what? I, I really liked the fact that during the first episode, they do the voiceover thing from the clone wars mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And then they don't do it again because the clone wars is over. Like, like it's now the empire. So now when they start, it's not, it's not the voice like war here <laughs> on this planet, this is going on. Now it's just a regular TV show, and I, I kind of like that. I kind of dig that they thought about it that far ahead to be like, okay, when this starts, the Clone Wars is still going, so we have to use the Clone Wars. Right. Um, the, the, what we established for the Clone Wars, and then after that, we, we can just do whatever we want. I, 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 and I think that's Dave Filoni, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't have somebody more qualified in charge of that. No. No. And, you know, hopefully the other showrunners um, that are now doing um, Star Wars TV shows will go to him and try to figure out, like, what would make the best... um, what what they can do to make it more like the Mandalorian. Because mm-hmm. while I think that it, it all would be good for them to be a little different, I think it all needs to be kind of in the same universe. It needs to look like it's in the same universe. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I do like, um, I don't know if you saw the pictures. They I guess they're filming... Um, the Andor TV show. Yeah. And he's, he's act the, like, they have like, um, what do they call them? Shore troopers mm-hmm. in that. So like they've got people back in costume. They're, they're, they're shooting out on an actual set, but, um, right. You know, it's, it's cool that, um, like this, the, the Lucasfilm is going in their archive and being like, all right, what did we build for rogue one? Okay, well here's all the here's all the suits we built, so use those. Yep. And they kind of did that in the Mandalorian too, but do you know that Dave Filoni and I share the same birthday? And the same Really? Year? Yeah. Oh. What could have been? I know. What did I fucking <laughs> do with my life? I could never draw though, so that was that's the big difference. Hmm, I suppose. He was born one state away, too. He was born in Pennsylvania. Oh. That must be it. It's the people that were born in Pennsylvania. Well, now you have an in. 
<laughs> so when you see him at a con or something, he goes, hey, dude, we have the same birthday. We're birthday twins. Here's my demo reel. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hiring? Well, cool. Yeah. Okay, an even weirder connection is his middle name is Christopher. Ooh. <laughs> is your middle name David? No, Robert. You should change it. <laughs> <laughs> David Christopher. Christopher David. How are you? Same birthday. Ooh. We could be twins. And change your last name to Filoni. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're long lost brothers. Or you could change change it to to yeah. Christopher David Filoni. Yeah. I bet he'd love that. He'd be really, really impressed with you. I'd like to uh, wear, like, go and get a, a cowboy hat like he wears. There you go. I want to be just like you, man. Look, we got beards. Got cowboy <laughs> hats. It's the same. We both know Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I once bumped into George Lucas. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Bizarre. I saw Carl Weathers at a con. He was a complete dick. Yeah. You know, the the stuff to get him all excited. Mm-hmm. Things he loves hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. So you've been watching anything else besides that stuff? No, that's been enough. (laughs) I mean, most days I've got several hours of meetings, so... Gets me a little busy. You're sitting there in like a nice shirt and like no underwear. Mm, like if you nope. guys could see me from the waist down. No. Mm. Internet is some kind of sketchy here, so we don't put our cameras on. Oh, even better. But today, one of the women I'm traveling with announced that she she decided that as of yesterday, she wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, oh, okay. I think it's getting to her. I'm going to order room service for you. <laughs> Ma'am, room service. Oh dear god. <laughs> was was that uh, was was she trying to like uh you know entice people that were traveling with her? Hey, I'm not wearing any pants if anyone wants to come to my mm. room. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> we're not allowed out of our rooms, Chris. The little little afternoon delight never Got anybody in trouble? Mm-hmm. Have a COVID baby? Yeah, why not? Quarantine baby? Quarantine baby? Yeah. You never know. I mean, now, I don't know if you saw, but, like, they announced when you go home, when you go back to Central Florida, all the theme parks are loosening up their mask uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to, I guess you don't have to wear a mask when you're out and about. Um, but if you're like waiting online for a ride, you got to put it on or in a store. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's one step towards, you know, the CDC also announced this week that if you are fully vaccinated, you don't really have to wear a mask anymore. I will still wear a mask because people are assholes. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, I went to Walmart yesterday afternoon, and it was a little busier than I wanted it to be. And about half of the people here were not wearing masks. And I and um, our stupid our stupid governor, and I know you have a stupid governor too, mm-hmm. um, basically announced that nobody has the right, including the federal government, to tell you to wear a mask. So he was ending the 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 mask ordinance for the state yeah and individual cities were saying fuck you yeah so i'm hoping that you know it seems like a lot of the places still around here have mask signs on their front doors 
Mm-hmm. And I still like like even though I'm 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 completely vaccinated, I could still transmit it to somebody. Sure. And so I'm not going to risk somebody else's health just because, you know, oh, I don't want to wear a mask. It's like, just calm down and wear it, man. Yep. Just grow up. So they also announced, too, that um, that the governor's executive order also went down to kids wearing masks at school and parents Mm -hmm. could um, decide whether or not their kid was going to wear a mask. And so my daughter brings home the the letter that is basically the opt out form for it. Like, like you have to sign a form that says my kid isn't going to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it, and she's I I said, how do you feel about that? She's like, I don't I don't want to take my mask off. I want to keep my mask on. I was like, well, good. Good. Um. So the the first day that it happened, I said, so how many kids were not wearing masks? And she said four. <laughs> so I feel really good that like maybe the people that live around are, here are smarter than I'm, I'm giving them credit for. Mm, I doubt it. Well, yeah, me too. But <laughs> I can hope, can I? Yeah. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> but you can't fix stupid. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up here, and we got the gas shortage on the East Coast, which is fun. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. There's there's been there's been a lot of people putting gas in the plastic bags for some reason, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. I mean, because they're stupid. Literally, just go if if you if you really want to hoard gas that badly, most gas stations sell gas cans. Well, I'm not gonna buy a fucking gas can. Well, I got a bucket in my car. That's well, good enough. Doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. It's just the fucking Democrats trying to get more of my money. <laughs> I mean, the government gave you fourteen hundred bucks. Did you spend it all on frivolous shit, or did you save some of it? Take some, take ten of those dollars and buy yourself a gas can. Yeah, right. For fuck's sakes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what the future holds? Well, there is no future for this country, really. I don't. I, mm, yeah. I never thought there'd be a day that I felt sorry for Liz Cheney and I I still don't oh well there you go I think she's still a shit human being I mean what people need to realize is like everybody's like um, like oh my god they're doing it so Liz Cheney she spoke up against Trump and it's like that's the only thing that she did that's worth mentioning Mm -hmm. she's still an absolutely horrible human being Otherwise, yep, you're just seeing the one part that that they're trying to spin as like a positive for her, but mm, the only positive, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a skit last night on Saturday Night Live during the news about Liz Cheney, how she's gonna she's trying to create her own Republican Party. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> and uh. Colin Jost is like, oh yeah, who's in it? It's like, uh, me <laughs> and uh, Ann Romney and her horses. And, <laughs> and did I mention me? Yeah, me. And it was it was amusing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I watched. I I watched uh, somebody on YouTube was saying. Um, I guess what's his, um, whatever the County Trump is in now down in South Florida. Is it Brevard? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, what it, Brevard's Daytona, Miami is Dade. Dade. Okay. So apparently the Dade County 
sheriff's office has been working with New York um, to come up with a plan on what they need to do in case they have to go arrest Trump. Mm -hmm. And um, they were saying um, your your lovely um, governor governor asshole could step in and say you can't you can't extradite Trump out of Florida. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is that then that means Trump can't leave. Right. Because the minute he stepped outside of Florida, whatever state they went to that doesn't have non extradition, they would just snap him right up. Right. Well, and apparently he's trying, he's about to go to his summer home. Oh, Jesus. So he's not even at Mar-a-Lago anymore. So he's in a state. He's now in a state with a, a Democratic governor. So where's where's the summer home? Oh, I forget where it is. Like Virginia? No. Let's see. Let me type this in here and see if I get put on a list. Trump. Summer home. Uh. Oh, in New Jersey. Is that what it is? Yep. It says... Because when I think of summer homes, I think of Jersey. Yeah, so apparently it's he's expected to decamp from his Mar-a-Lago club for the summer, most likely taking up re- residence at his golf course in, in Bedminster, New Jersey. Yep. So... And he's already said his goodbyes to Mar-a-Lago guests. Oh, good. I won't be coming back. <laughs> I'll be in a That's I'll right. Be in a cell with with my new husband. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> can only hope. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there's other shit going down too, but I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. Oh, come on. Give us a good conspiracy theory. Uh, allegedly there's a recording of a phone call Trump had with Kevin McCarthy where he said, let's get our story straight. And this was on January 6th. Oh man. So if that exists, they've got treason. They've got treason right fucking there. Every goddamn member of the Republican party gas them. You know, Damn. have free cake, have free cake day, free cake day, and don't invite the Democrats. And they'll think, say, like, oh, this is great. There's no Democrats, and then gas them, <laughs> or get that stuff that that's that you know the Russians use that they put on the doorknobs. Oh, uh, that you touch it and then you like die. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> do that. Do that. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not opposed to any of it. I mean, I, but my, my thing is like, they need to treat everybody equally. Mm-hmm. Like Trump did some horrible shit. He should be locked up for that. If Democrats do some horrible shit, they should be locked up for that. Nobody's above anybody else. Like, well, Richard Nixon was a Democrat. It needs, it needs to be an even playing field. Mm-hmm. Like there was all that talk about Bill Clinton knowing, um, what's his name? Jeffrey. Epstein, Epstein, then Bill Clinton needs to go away. Sure. Like it was announced a couple weeks ago that um, Bill Gates and, and Melinda Gates were getting divorced. And apparently it's because she found out that he had been friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, like, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That, that she started to go to talk to divorce lawyers when that report came out. Oh, so, wow. He's done a ton of good in the world, but he needs to, he needs to be held accountable for his actions. Yeah. Like none of that, nothing that you do puts you above the law. So by all means, figure it all out and lock them all up on both (laughs) sides. I don't care. Lock them up. Lock them up. If it helps the country fucking get rid of them all. You know, I think it, I think Congress should be like jury duty. You get a summons and you serve on in Congress for, you know, 
a month or whatever, all expenses paid, all that kind of shit, all your bills taken care of. <laughs> but you actually have to like go to the meetings and like do stuff. Right. And then, you know, it gets, it gets turned over to the next person that comes in and mm-hmm. you know, you don't get a hundred and whatever thousand dollars a year from it. You make whatever you make on jury duty. Well, that's a buck. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But if, if all your bills are paid, if they're going to be like, look, we're going to take care of everything, but you have to be there. Right. And you like, here's, here's the house we're going to put you up in. And like, like a jury duty thing of you have to show up and you have to go to these things. And if not, you're held in contempt and you go to jail. Mm. There you go. Just think of how well the system might work. Yeah. Right. I mean, and not, not like, like a, it's not like a two week thing. Like you have to have some time to actually do some good. So, you know, maybe it's a, well, year it's a six month thing. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. But I think that would be swell. I think, you know. Yeah. You know, cause then you, you don't have all the like lifers in there, like the turtle and yeah, everybody else. Fuck them. I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Who the hell's calling me? Uh oh. It's the governor. <laughs> Your stay of execution is in? Please hold as soon as I can figure out how to pause this. Here, listen in. <laughs> yes. 730. All right. Thank you. Bye. Let's get all that. It's my menu for tomorrow. (laughs) I get my full English breakfast. What did they ask you that you wanted hot? If I wanted continental breakfast, I said, no, I want the hot breakfast. Oh, okay. And that's a, that's a full English. Ooh. Except I throw the beans away. Oh, come on. Why? Wait, do you actually eat the blood pudding then? Oh, there's no blood pudding in it. Oh. No. Then that's not a full English. Oh, well. It's got to come with they those lie. They lied. Pudding, man. They or lied. Sa- whatever that shit is. Blood sausage. Blood sausage. No, it's got sausage, but it's got like normal human oh. sausage. <laughs> made you know, from humans? Made, out of, made from humans. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, good. Good times. I really thought it was the governor with my reprieve. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well. Do you want me to call the governor for you? Could you? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Couldn't hurt, right? True. What harm can it do? <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever. Whatever I can do for you. Mm-hmm. It's all good, man. Have you have um so so you said before the show that there was a couple of things that you didn't eat. Uh-huh. What uh what kind of weird things did they try to make you eat? Well, it's been nothing weird. No. Oh. It it's been pretty straightforward comfort food. Okay. I had like a uh well, today was Sunday, so we had Sunday roast. Uh-huh. Um which is really good. Really, really good. Wow. Okay. Um and then for dinner, what I had for dinner, it was chicken Florentine with rice. Okay. 
now is decent. I can't. I don't remember what the, what the two meals were that I passed on, <laughs> but I ended up getting a burger and fish and chips. Oh, okay. They give oh, you yeah, like nothing, a menu. Nothing weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, they gave us a menu when we checked into the hotel a week ago, <laughs> and we had we had to tell them what we wanted for every day. Oh Jesus. Okay. So you know, by today, you kind of forget what you asked for. So oh, okay. Go, oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> Like it's last like, night, I got I got two dinners. Yeah, because last night's dinner was was spaghetti and meat sauce. Okay. So I got my my regular dinner, and then like an hour later, I got another another bag, and it was just salad and fruit. That's weird. So either somebody's missing their their dinner, or so they just like knock on your door and and hand it and to run. you, and you're like, and run. Oh, okay. Knock on the door and run. So you can't even be like, I didn't order this. No. Wow. No. And room service has been hit or miss. Okay. Like the night I ordered the fish and chips, I ordered a couple of bottles of beer and some mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And I got the fish and chips and a thing of garlic bread and a <laughs> glass of wine. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the same number of items, so I guess that's a start. <laughs> So do you do you yeah. call down and be like, dude, this is wrong, or are you just like, ah, fuck it? It's just whatever. Because <laughs> it takes so freaking long. Like nobody answers the goddamn phones downstairs. Yeah. So you've got to like let the phone ring thirty times before they pick up. <laughs> it's like it. See, it, this all reminds me of um, uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation mm-hmm. when they check into the hotel. And it's the dude watching TV and he gets up and he's got to go over and he signs them in and then he's got to go over and he's got to get it, get their bags. And then they call down and he's got to like walk over to the phone. It's like one guy working the entire thing Mm -hmm. and he doesn't really want to deal with Americans. Well, I don't blame them, (laughs) but it'd be great if it was John Cleese from faulty towers. There you go. I, I wonder because like in professional situations, like you're, you're a very nice guy and um, very respectful. I wonder if you are the exception rather than the rule for what he deals with or what they deal with. Oh, definitely. Cause I know some of the people who I've been traveling with and they're just assholes. <laughs> I'm sure they they celebrated when they moved out. Maybe that's why you get extra stuff. Maybe they're like, go give this. But it's to not the... good stuff. Well, yeah, but like they can either throw it out or they're like, give this to the to, to the cool guy and you know, room yeah. four. You know, we made it so his goddamn windows don't open. At least give him an extra salad. Yeah, right. That might be the case. You don't know. Yeah, it could be. You might check out and they might be like, you were the nicest American we've ever met. (laughs) Damn limey bastards. (laughs) Jeez, you don't have to go that far. You know, when you, when you check out, you should be like, this has been a lovely stay in Ireland. I'm sure I hear that works really well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did look up some, some TripAdvisor reviews, and the hotel responds very quickly if you post something negative. Oh, okay. You know, they got to protect that, that, you know, prestige name of Best Western. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. You know, it's all about the brand. Yeah, no, you never know. Yep, it's all about the brand. Maybe there's some kind of weird, like, thing in the, in like, behind the scenes where best Western like cuts their budgets if they don't do well on TripAdvisor or something. So they're oh. constantly having to like, you know, work those. You never know. You should leave a very nice thing. You should be like, look, I'm, I'm in the hotel right now and I'm, and I'm trapped. And yeah. these people have been extremely nice. 
Yes. You might see other things show up at your front door. <laughs> yes. Here's a beer. You know, you don't know. Right. They might be all over that. Be like, oh, the American is tweeting again or, or putting up recommendations again. Right. You should try it. I might. You know, make the last couple of days exciting. <laughs> should start a Twitter war. <laughs> See what happens. Come on. Yep. I dare you. All right. You got anything else for this week? No, that's it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Keep the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>